Hello and welcome to the first video cast of the Kilo Chasers Raw Cut podcast. Boom. Cheers. Liquid death. Liquid brother. death. Cheers, buddy. They're not sponsors, but it's good shit. So Yeah, it's really good shit, so I can't really not drink it. How you doing, Matt? Oh, it's been a day. I gotta say, you know, it's uh it, it's interesting the way life just throws twists at you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Had a had a very interesting, a little bit of emotional driven day, but like I got out on the platform and uh it was it was kind of useful. It was kind of nice. Yeah. To have some sort of um emotion behind my lifting. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um worked up to a, you know, a, a nice double and they, dude, other than that, they've been good. Kid good. Just kind of so, relaxed. You? It's been a day. Yeah. No, started out the day kind of dealing with some anxiety and this whole thing going down, you know, like trying to get my head right for getting this set up and praying that it goes right and all that stuff, you know. First, first <laughs> it's the first venture, episode, man. First time like, venture, you know. We've been yeah. having these conversations for over a year now. For, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of woke up in a funk about it and what, it, what excuse me, was able to get past that and uh, – yeah, it, it turned in to be a good day. Delaney had two games, or no, she had one game. Thought she had two games. Nice. Um, she kind of had a rough go as goalie or keeper, and um, wow. it was it was good for her. the team. We lost. It was like six to two, um, but they they learned a lot. They you know the they turned it around, and um, I think we only had like fifteen shots on goal in the second half. And Delaney had like, I don't know, like 30 shots. Crazy. First, first half. Is that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> my, you know, you, you got to like, uh, excuse my ignorance because I just, I never grew up following soccer. And so like now I watch it, but I just still don't really know the rules and like all that stuff. Oh dude, so. I'm still like, I've been coaching now for five <laughs> years. I mean, granted I've been little peewees. Right. But, um. But those that's like one on one stuff. That's like the basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like six on six because they're little like beehives or mm. you know um, swarms, as we call them. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, it's it's really cool to watch her grow and learn and see what she wants to do and see how she responds to different adversities right. during a game. And um, you know, she's she's really really driven. Um, I wish she'd be a little bit more driven off the field um, in between practices, but that's yeah. partially on me, yeah. you know, um, because trying to have trying to have this and trying to lift and trying to, you know, have a relationship and have a career and have like all that stuff. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's difficult to be a well, be a parent that you know is able to do everything. So. Well, you also got to look at it as, as, as sense of like, and I think as athletes, we feel this, but like when there's too much pressure to do one thing from outside or from something else, you know, the immediate reaction, internal reaction is almost to like rebel or reject. Oh, dude, I go into a cave in my head and I'm done yeah. like for a minute. Yeah. You know, it's like, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like right before, uh, right before Christmas, yeah. I mean, as anybody who keeps track of the podcast and listens and waits for episodes to get uploaded, you know, um, had a little bit of adversity, well, not a little bit, it was, it was pretty heavy and, um, 
just kind of shut down, stepped back from, I, yeah. I lifted like once every two weeks, something right. like that, I you know, and, about that. Yeah. and you know, we took, it was like two, three weeks between recording and it was like a month before I posted anything mm-hmm. and it sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, good friends will help you through. So this is uh, true. Um, this I is did true. see a funny on that subject. I did see a funny reel. I think it was today, this morning. And it was signs you signs you married into ADHD, and <laughs> is that the one? Is that the one you sent me, or is it? No, no, it's okay, a, no, 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 no. Okay. It's a different one. It's right. uh, the wife is walking into the kitchen, and the I can't remember if the faucet's on or not, but um, dishes are obviously in the process <laughs> of being done. Dishwasher's open, garage or garage garbage can lid is open empty yeah and she the back door is open and she goes outside and her husband's spraying off the deck or the patio she's like what are you doing he goes well it was dirty so i sprayed it off she's like well what's going on in here and he comes back and he's just like oh man so i was doing the dishes (laughs) yeah right and then i had to throw something away and the garbage was full yeah so i took the garbage out and then the patio was dirty so I cleaned the patio. Three projects. They'll all get done. They'll all get done. <laughs> Eventually. But they'll all be open at the same time. ADHD says they will get done. Dude, I, I just had this conversation with Lana today because we were like cleaning the house. You know, kids are having some friends over. And I look at her and I go, please don't take this the wrong way. But like, you're doing a lot of work, but not necessarily accomplishing a lot. And she goes, I know. My brain is everywhere right now. I was like, yeah. That's, that's the way it is, it's right? It's so hard. Like, you know, on a project or whatever for me, I really, as like when I was a hand, when I was just working, like yeah. it's super easy yeah. just to stay focused with what's in front of you. But, right. you know, you get, you know, five to 15 people working for you. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I can actually utilize <laughs> my yeah, issues that I've exactly. grown up with and, and everything and be it's like, not, okay, yeah. so I don't have to be doing all those things. I can actually have you do that one thing and it'll get done. I'll have you do that thing. And it'll get done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it ends up working out, but yeah, it, I don't know. Yeah. So I didn't lift today. That was kind of on my agenda, but just didn't get around to it. We're lifting tomorrow though. Yes, I know. So, um, I'm on it. Yeah. Um, had a great conversation with my cousin today. He was, He's a hot shot, right? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get yelled at. Um, yeah, sure. I think he's talked about shot. him before. I think. Yeah, yeah. So he's a hot shot out of just south of Salt Lake. Um, pretty elite team. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for forever, pretty much since he got out of college. Um, but he's on his fourth knee injury. Oh wow! Yeah. So tore his ACL a couple times. Um, actually, I think three, had surgery twice. Oh, excuse me. Um, and then did it again while he was in, he was working at, what's that? There's a big ass mountain somewhere over there. Um, starts with a B. Bachelor? No, no. Breckenridge. Breckenridge. Okay. Yeah. Big, big spendy one. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyhow, like was over there for a month before okay. the season even started and yeah. towards ACL again. And so now, he has, I can't remember what, it's the same thing that David Goggins had. Mm-hmm. He ended up having surgery for it. Yeah. Um, but he has, there's nothing, it's bone on bone on his tibia. Ugh. So he's like, how do I, 
calls me and he's like, so I did some cleans today. And I was like, okay, how you feeling? He was, and then he told me about his, his injury. Right. And, um, and we just kind of got into what he can be doing, what he should be doing and what he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. So first off he pulls, he, lo- he loves the deadlift. It's, it's his thing. Got right. It. And yeah. he, um, he pulls sumo. So I was like, first off, you need to stop, stop pulling sumo. sumo. Yes. <laughs> he was like, but please like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Aside from all of the politics on that matter, I, I was like, you got to think about shear force. Yeah. And you're putting torsional shear force mm-hmm. on a joint that has nothing to keep it together other than your tendons, which right. probably aren't very strong. Yeah. Right. There are, there are already right. two surgeries plus another injury and another one. Yeah. So I was like, you have to work on getting those tendons right. And he was like, okay, so where do we go from there? And stop me if I'm wrong. But for me, what I told him was start doing goblet front squats. Yeah. Front squats are great. I was like, don't, because he also low bar back squats, which drives me nuts. But that's what he does. (laughs) And... I was like, stop that too. Never understood that one. <laughs> I gotta be honest. No, I, I, I get and it. I'm not dogging on. I just never have understood it. So you can move more weight. Is it? Is it? It's to strengthen the backhand, isn't it? No, I mean, no. As far as a, as far as a, I'm probably Dan. Dan Mason's gonna get me on this. Oh, one, Dan but, Mason's gonna. But as far as a athletic movement, yeah, honestly, like it has zero. Interesting. Nothing. Um, hmm. as far as a strength movement where you're trying to move the most weight, like a deadlift, right? Yeah. A, a yeah. strict deadlift. If you're going for heavy weight really doesn't have that much transfer, right? right? That's why you've heard over the last few years. Like yeah. if you're trying to be athletic, don't deadlift, don't deadlift, right? Right. If you're yeah. trying to have longevity, don't deadlift. Yeah. yeah. So to me, a low bar back squat is the same thing because it's the mechanics of it allows you to move more weight than a high bar traditional okay. Oli style yeah. um, back squat, but it's you're you're engaging your hamstrings and your glutes and your lower back. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. you're just naturally that tension and that hinge is mm-hmm. stronger and can move more weight than than a high bar squat. But again, your your hamstrings don't necessarily have a lot to do with your knee. Yeah. And, str- and strengthening the tendons and the Correct. muscles around your knee, right? Correct. So I told him, start with goblet squats and work up to where you can do, don't do, don't switch from goblet squats until you can do like a set of 10 with the biggest kettlebell you can find. Right. Right. And then with, without any more pain than just the bone on bone pain that is never going to go right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Until you have the surgery and then it's still going to be there. But anyhow, and then I told him move up, you know, start, go to 135 yeah. front squat. Yeah. And then until you can do, you know, three sets of 10 there mm-hmm. and then gradually move up until you're, you can regularly hit a five by five with 225. Right. And good way to work. Yeah. And then I just told them about like, start doing as far as the front squats concerned, start doing like a, a six to eight by two with a fairly heavy load, something that's like a, six to seven RPE, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, once a week and then two, three days later, do a five by five right. at, you know, about the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, God, that makes sense. It's like, okay, so make sure you get your stance right, wear your 
where are your lifting shoes I gave you? Yeah, and, there's one right there. Yeah. Um, and then I was, and he was like, okay, so what else do I do? I was like, okay, RDLs. Yeah. 100% RDLs. Yep. Isolation. Um, That's good. Isolation movement. Yeah. Um, leg curls. Mm-hmm. Uh, hamstring curls that'll just do things that aren't going to load your joint. Yeah. Uh, vertically. And but still strengthen your hamstring to counteract all the quad work you're getting in from doing all the front squats. Well, I think you, you know, you talked about, and you've talked about this before, which is strengthening the tendons around, you know, the knee and, and, and the muscles. Cause that's what connects the muscles together and helps contraction and all that. Something I have Alana doing because she has bad knees mm-hmm. is I, I have her doing a circuit two times a week where it's like, she'll do, um, you know, five by five box squats. Mm-hmm. And then she goes over and does goblet front squats. Yep. And then she's doing a, a split squat. And I could be butchering this one or maybe misnaming it, but I thought it was called a, a Bulgarian um, uh, split squat where you have the plates. She puts the foot, the front foot on top of the plates and she's doing lunges. It's backwards. Yeah, it's backwards. It's backwards. It's backwards. What do you mean? So it's, it's, have you seen, you know, the, the bicyclist? Yeah, yeah, With yeah. The, the quads are yeah, 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 totally. yeah, yeah. So he did whatever it was. It was like two hundred kilos back or with a uh, Bulgarian split squat. Okay. But if okay. you put your back leg elevated, yeah, see, and I, I, I haven't got her doing that yet. I just had her the, with the front foot up, just to, to really strengthen the quads mm-hmm. um, and to put a little bit of attention on her front knee to try to see how it hinges. Okay, she's not using any weight. Okay. She's actually, she's using the aluminum bar that you know, yep. you know, and so she's starting there. She's going to, she'll put a plate up there. She'll hold a plate if, if it needs more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have her doing that circuit and she's, she feels like it's helping her knees. Yeah. Who knows? I think everybody's built differently. And yeah. so it sounds like you're with your cousin, the, the, the isolation would be huge given yeah. the injuries that he's had already. Yeah. Like isolation to really isolate the tendons within that knee and strengthen those yeah. bad boys. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's essentially what I did when I, when I almost, whatever the hell I did to my knee, what, six, seven <clears throat> years ago? Yeah. I don't know what I did. Oh, well, I know what I did. I was squatting with absolute dog shit form. <laughs> as we all have, trust as me. As we all have. <laughs> yeah. And um, it actually alerted me to an issue that I have that's, I don't know if it's genetic or if it's because of work or life or whatever, but yep. uh, my knee swelled up and stays, stood, stayed swelled up for a few weeks would right. not go down no matter how much ibuprofen I took. Nothing. Really? Ice hot. Didn't Just matter. filling up with liquid. Dude, it was terrible. Yeah. So, mm. um, went in and got an MRI and the, basically the same problem that he's having, all of his cartilage has worn away. Yeah. Or mostly worn away. Um, because he has no meniscus there to cushion it. <laughs> My problem is between the, bone and the cartilage on top of my tibia mm-hmm. there's fluid oh yeah Eek. yeah Eek. so basically i had to do a lot of research on how to squat properly yeah and took my time doing farmer's carries doing lunges doing anything and everything i could yeah. to strengthen those tendons and make my knee actually strong yeah and i haven't really had any problems like that since now i have general knee issues but 40 years old right you know um but yeah it's like like i told him you're you played baseball you were a catcher for Mm -hmm. 16 years right 
a high, gonna, a high level catcher. That's gonna, that is going to take a toll on your knees. No yeah, so who I was you like, dude, your you're knees like, are yeah. older than I am. Right. 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 You have the knees of a 45, 50 year old <laughs> and you're yep. 28 years old. Yeah. And so you got to train your knees like you're yeah. that old, not like you're a 28 year old. Right. Right. You know? right. And he's still able to ski and like he still snow skis. He still goes to the gym. Yeah. You know, but his worry is fire season's coming and the impact. The impact, the climbing, the side, the side hilling he has to do. He's so he was a sawyer, okay, and he's he has to give up the saw because Mm. it eliminates forty or fifty pounds out of his pack. Yeah, so he's taking a hit to the ego. That's the most badass job on the crew, right? You know, be out there with a sixty-inch bar on a steel chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Now he has to give it up, and he worked his ass off. Took him two and a half years or two years to get there. And now he has to give it up because he didn't, he, yeah. he procrastinated the doctor he was working with procrastinated. And so he wasn't able to get surgery in time, um, for the season, but no. I guess it's, the surgery is pretty interesting. Well, it seems as though from what I guess I've seen online, but people who get that surgery can bounce back pretty quick. Yeah. It basically, it's not like with mine, if my knee goes out because of that fluid and blows the cartilage away. Yeah. They actually have to separate my knee, Ugh. move my kneecap out of the way, Ugh. go in. I know, right? Go in and bore a hole in through the cartilage <laughs> in the top of my bone and might and micro fracture it to get the cartilage <laughs> to regrow. The, oh bro, dude. Dude, dude. And then so it's all like it's all like uh crystallized yeah so i have to sit there and do this oh after six weeks of no contact yeah i have to sit here and do this to get the bone to grind that cartilage away and make a pocket for the bone again no no thank you yeah so it's nothing like that um but what it does is yeah separate they they trend some things they shorten some things to basically make them walk they change the hinge angle of the joint Mm -hmm. so it's not hitting the same spot yeah. as, it, as it would normally be. So he's able to, at that point, he'll walk a little bit more bow-legged, which he'll probably like because he's going into the life of a hick, cowboy. He loves it. He wears cowboy boots and there you go. mustache and everything. He loves it. You know, but back back in the day, let's see, when I, I ruptured my Achilles, you know, one of the things the doctor said is like, you're going to have trouble in your joints. Like mm-hmm. Your hips and your knees are going to hurt. Um, because you're gonna, your body's going to automatically put a lot of pressure on them to protect what happened yeah. in, in the beginning. And so um, one of my things was, is like, I wanted a goal to run again, you know, because yeah. like, to me, I was like, my life is over. But I started um, talking to this guy, these marathon runners. And one thing they had me doing as soon as I could actually do it was a hundred, uh, every Monday I would do a hundred bodyweight lunges. Every Monday. And I did that for six months straight. And I'm telling you, I don't have knee problems. Knock on wood. But I do wear wraps from the second I touch an empty bar. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you noticed that. Yep. Um, I'm worried about it. And that's and that for me, that's like a protective layer. Probably a little bit placebo for me. But oh, yeah. at the same time, it's like it creates it creates a lot of tension. So it allows my knees to move, but just not too much. You know? Yeah. And so... But but those those lunges those bodyweight lunges were massive yeah. for my recovery. Dude, lunges are amazing. It's crazy. I one I freaking hate them. Yeah, so do I. So anytime that I try to do lunges, I 
tried to be Superman or whatever. Just to, I tried to be always, an idiot. Always, dude. And dude, I overdo it, and <laughs> then my knees swell up. That's the only time. Like my knees never swell up from doing clean jerks, yeah, squats, yeah, nothing. Yeah. If I do lunges for whatever reason, every time my knees swell up, and it's wow. because I just overdo it. But um, my my buddy who I used to coach with, mm-hmm. um, Delaney's friend's dad up the road. Oh yeah. Um, he was like, man, I just don't know what to do. I don't have time to go to the gym. I just want to lose some weight. Right. Like he's needs, he needs, he needs just, he needs to get pushed off the ledge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything. And I told him, I was like, well, do you do anything? He's like, no, not really. Like other than run around the kids at practice because he still coaches softball and and T-ball. Right. Um, It's like, I don't do anything. Like there's no strength training. I was like, okay, so have you got your food under control? For the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like, Okay, so how much are you drinking? <laughs> That's always a good question. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, okay, cut it back to a whiskey a night. Yeah. And maybe one night a week, have two or three. Right. Mm-hmm. If that's like, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Right. But like, it's going to play a part. And he's like, okay, so what about my strength? It's like, if you have 20 minutes in the morning, yeah. 15 minutes in the morning, start at the top of your cul-de-sac, go to the first intersection yep. and back, do lunges. Yep. If you can do it twice, great, but do it every single day, rain or shine, no matter what. Is this the guy that lives up the mm-hmm. street from me? Yeah. You may have seen, if you leave early enough, you may see him out there doing lunges because every time I see him now, I'm like, hey, you doing your lunges? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. He hasn't missed a day That's awesome. in like two weeks, two and a half weeks. And you should always tell him that he's more than welcome to come up to my gym. Yeah, he's... He's not ready. Okay. He's. I, t- I told him, I was like, dude, Tuesday nights, Thursday yeah. nights, actually, any night of the week, most likely, so yeah. Matt's training, and like, just let me know. We'll meet up. And he's like, eh, I'm not ready. I'm not strong enough yet. I don't feel comfortable. I see him walk by every now and then. Yeah. They kind of give me the nod. Yeah. yeah. And like, we haven't made contact really, but yeah, no, that would be yeah. cool. Well, he's, you know, he's he's got a strength background, not yeah. strength training, but he played baseball for U of O. He's an athlete. You know, yeah, he's an, an athlete. athlete. Um, he would argue that he was, uh, he played the easiest, easiest position for a somewhat short, slightly overweight, moderately athletic dude. First baseman? No, shortstop. Okay. (laughs) No, he was either shortstop or second base. He was like, I, I, I had a really good arm. And I had the crossover down really good, and that was you know, <laughs> solid. I, I knew the position really well. That's awesome. I didn't have to run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. All right, there you nice. go. Nice. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been an interesting day of conversations between him and and yeah. I talked to my buddy Dave about some, uh, some car stuff and other other things. Luckily, knock on wood. <laughs> I love this yeah, chair. Super convenient. Um, but he had car trouble the same time I did with the with Sarah's car. Oh, okay. And he ended up, it was numerous things, injectors and coils and spark plugs and everything on his F-150. I'm like, shit, dude. Wow. Yeah. I, thought, I was like, I thought mine was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my, her alternator probably cost just as much as everything he did on his, yeah, that makes on sense. his rig. But I still can't believe how expensive. Told myself when I bought that car, I was like, I understand it. Everything's more expensive. It's, it's fine. Be, it's just as long as I don't have to take it into the shop. Par for the I'll course. be good. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred dollars an hour for labor is not okay. No, no, no. But no. it's fact of life. Yeah. Um, so, on squats, we talked about on Tuesday, Sunday, yeah. Tuesday, Friday, uh, 
lost track. Tuesday. Last time, um, yeah. last time we trained here. <laughs> yes. Um, we were talking about squat angle because one of our friends um, won't admit to it, but his really close friend calls me and talks shit about him all the time. <laughs> so if you're listening, <laughs> ah, oh. you two might be able to put it together. So yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> when the weight gets heavy, he moves forward on his toes and um, has a hard time recovering in his second pull in his finish. Mm. So he ends up jumping a half foot forward mm-hmm. and is uh, on his toes when he catches and dumps it out front. Yeah. So it made me start thinking about things that we can focus on that we're already doing to fix our technique or our form mm-hmm. or certain cues within our lifts. Yeah. And it struck me that a back squat, when performed according to our sport, um, is directly correlated to snatch. Yeah. And yeah. Um, because it, it replicates that your body angles the most yeah. w- when you're at depth. And same thing with the front squat and the clean and jerk, right? Same okay. muscle groups, okay. same, same angles and everything. Um, they're directly correlated. Right. So made me think I started watching videos and he just so happened to send me a video of, of his back squat. And I went back and I watched the video of his snatch. And I was like, why is, why is his back squat so solid? But his snatch, like his mm-hmm. bottom position in his catch mm-hmm. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. When he's there, yeah, it's good. He can stand it up. Kid has the perfect body dimensions Correct. To be, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just kind of went back and forth, back and forth. And I started thinking about it. And then we had our conversation mm-hmm. about how if you can utilize the same angles instead of thinking about in your catch and the way you stand up in your recovery of the snatch, but more of when you're in your first and second pull yeah. and keeping your back angle solid. I mean, yeah, you want to go over the bar to get that stretch reflex, right? But if you if you can be just as strong pulling from the ground in that in those angles as you mm-hmm. are in your back squat, mm-hmm. then I mean, shouldn't that it does transfer? Shouldn't that transfer and carry over? Well, not only does it not train like okay, so if you think about it in your back squat, you know, you're squatting down and you're trying to get to that position of the bottom of the snatch. Mm-hmm. Once you hit that position, you're up. Okay. So, but in order to do that, and, and the reason why I'm, I, I know this is because over the summer, you said it to me, you, we talked about it and you were like, Hey, try to make your bottom position of your squat the same as your snatch. I'm like, all right, cool. And I started doing it and I saw two things that happened like pretty dang immediately. My, the, my lower back started getting, uh, you know, the good sore, mm-hmm. which means I was strengthening it. Also, it, forced me to keep my chest up when I was pulling. And I can't tell you how many times I have made this mistake and I've seen other people make this mistake, but every time you're going forward, it's because your chest is down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like you pull that chest up, your head's up all of a sudden and now you can pull back. And, and extending and finishing and everything is so much easier. And yep. you're just like, you're going to throw that bar up and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Yep. <laughs> you, know? you saw it happen the other day. I'm like, yep. whoa, okay. Yeah. You have to take a step back. You have to take a step back. Yeah. Cause <laughs> yeah. you just ripped that thing off the floor. Um, and so, you know, uh, we don't compete in squats necessarily. So like let's utilize squats yeah. to help the lifts we do compete in. Yeah. So, 
Like if somebody's going to look at you and be like, oh, you're doing those wrong. You're going to no, I'm doing these that is specified towards my sport. Yeah. That's what I should be doing. them. I mean, it goes across the board of specificity for training, right? Yes. And, you know, you look at, you look at fighters, you look at gymnasts, you look at wrestlers. Um, they don't train the same. Right. Right. As they, they shouldn't. Yeah. No, they shouldn't. I yeah. mean, you see basketball players, they're doing squats. They don't squat correctly. Right. According to us. According Correct. really according to anybody in the strength and conditioning world, they don't squat right. However, <laughs> <laughs> however, look at their calves. Yeah, I know. Look at the length of the mm-hmm. tendons in their calves. If they squatted like we do, yeah. or like anybody else, that tendon length would not be the same and their verticals would not be as high as they are. I just read something about this. It actually Basketball players like to keep their calves smaller mm-hmm. for that reason right there. Yep. For the the length of the of that tendon. Yep. It helps them jump. It helps them run up and down that court all however long the basketball game is. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's absolutely true. Yeah. That's Which crazy. Is, like in my brain, up up until we probably read the same article, but yeah. like up until I found that out, I, it never made sense to me. It was like, shouldn't you want like a like, shouldn't you want your calf to be bigger so you have more muscle there to <laughs> I know, launch? Right? I know. But it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. You want the calf up and high and tight so yeah. that tendon is longer so it has it's more snappy. Yeah. And that's where they get their, their vertical, which is just mind-boggling. But anyhow, so they don't squat the same as we do. They don't deadlift the same as we do. Correct. You know, they're, all of their reps yeah. are not full-range reps. If they're doing strength training. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for the point. most part, I mean, I don't know. This is an interview about 20 years ago, 18. You remember the and one yeah. tour, right? Yeah, yeah I do. Absolutely. They were talking to some of these guys and they were all like, yeah, we don't, like, if we do anything, we do pull-ups. Yeah. We do pull-ups. Yeah. We run. You know, we might do some push-ups. Yeah. We, but they, like, they don't want... Any kind of strength training mm-hmm. will screw up the shop. Absolutely, because it's, you're gonna, they're going to be they're going to start strengthening areas that will start pulling their their body in, in weird angles, mm-hmm. and it'll screw their shot up, and they won't be able to be consistent. It's just like you know, the first time I touched a golf club after I started doing CrossFit <laughs> or weightlifting, I'm like, I'm going to murder this ball, and it was the exact opposite. Man. Yeah. I had no, I had no touch. I had no control, and all of a sudden, my body was tighter and not swiveling, and it was going. Yeah, losing case of balls. Uh, no, that's, not, that's an yeah. exaggeration, but yeah, exactly. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's unreal how how a strength and conditioning coach that doesn't know what they're doing or talking about can ruin an athlete. But if you're really in tune with what you're doing and you're you do your own research as an athlete you can go to a coach and say hey i want to get stronger right and you'll know right away if they're full shit or not yeah this right? is true yeah and there's some coaches out there will they'll tell you you know just trust me trust the process trust this trust right, that right. And it's like okay do you actually know the sport that i'm competing in mm-hmm. and if they do then Maybe you get a second opinion. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. You know, start asking. Try 
check the references. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's always a good thing. You know, you should um, do that with any coach. I mean, you really should. should like, and I think we, you know, a lot of coaches talk about like it's the you know the athlete and coach relationship, and and it's a good thing. Yeah, you need to have that relationship with your coach. Um, but also like it's okay to pick uh, a coach that's different than maybe the one you had, yeah. or or move to a different one just to find what's best for your sport, yeah. for your body. Maybe you don't drive. It's just like having a personal trainer, right? Yeah. I mean, same, same kind of thing. You're just, um, you got to jive. I mean, I talk about this in therapy, dude. Yeah. I've ha- I've run through therapists. But when I found that one I like, I was like, this is working. Yeah. So it ain't going to work unless you actually have the coach that understands you and, and you guys have that good relationship. Yeah. And I don't think that's any bad say against the coach or bad say against the, the athlete but i think what it is is like you got to just be honest and real and be like okay well this isn't a good fit i'm gonna go i'm gonna go try this other one out and that's okay yeah right so on the flip side yeah on the coach side yeah how would you hit like isn't it just as important for an athlete to know when that moment comes as it is for a coach yeah to know when that comes and not take it personal yeah because it's like you could be doing everything right under the sun, mm-hmm. and if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. There's nothing the athlete can do about it other right. than part ways and say, look, best of luck to you, but you're going to be more successful without me. Yeah. And just the same, I'm going to be more successful with my current athletes without you. Yeah. And it, you shouldn't take it any other way, and it should just be a clean cut and and be happy. Um, the athlete should be happy for the coach and for the coach to carry on doing what they're doing as long as they're not a douche. And yeah. the yeah. coach should be happy for the athlete and for them to carry on and, you know, do do the best that they can and encourage them to be the best that they can right. away from them. Right. Yeah, no. And, and, and I almost think, and, and, you know, I've, I've trained uh, a quite a bit of people and, not a quite a bit. I've trained enough people to know that like it's my it was my responsibility to say this isn't working. Mm-hmm. And it's my responsibility as a coach to say, hey, listen, you know, um, I, I like drive, I like what you do, but maybe this isn't the right fit. Let yeah. me refer you to uh, a fellow coach that I know that would work really well with you. Yeah. Like that's the kind of talk that a uh, um a professional has. Yeah. And 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 we as coaches and we have a responsibility, you mm-hmm. know, just like if I'm going to hire somebody like in my, in, in the kitchen, I'm not going to put them in the kitchen if they have, or I'm not going to make them a dishwasher if they have like 10 years of line cook experience, Yeah, you know, or I'm not going to hire them to be a pizza cook if all they've done was make, you know, Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to be like, okay, we can train you, but you're going to start pretty low, right? You're not going to yeah. start tossing pizza. <laughs> you know, it, and it's about finding the right fit because, and as a coach, you never know until you work with a person, right? Yeah. You never know. So you got to be able to have the understanding of like, this is my responsibility. You know, this person's paying me. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's my responsibility to say, Hey, this ain't working yep. and it's okay. Um, you, not everybody's going to take it well. Yep. And that's all there is to it on both sides. Yeah. And, and you just got to move on and, and, and be okay with that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I ran across something a couple of years ago on, on a large job where, you know, we had just my, the contractor that I work for alone had, let's say 
150 pipe fitters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which is a large job. It's not the most. I think the first time I was out there on that same project, different, different building, same project. Um, we had just over 300 pipe fitters. Right. And that was just our company. Other, there was other mechanical contractors that had just as many, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. and we're yeah. all trying to be in the same building. Granted, the building was the size of like, Four football fields. Yeah, as you say, that must be a big building. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, but one thing that one of my general foremen told me, because I was having some issues, and my first reaction was, "Freaking smoke him! Get yeah, get him off the job!" Right. He was right. like, "Calm down." Yeah. There is a place for everybody. Yes. And. It took me a minute to realize that, and it took me a minute. It took me, ooh, I found him. <laughs> In person. I love it. Burt Kreischer. Yes. Here we go. So, <coughs> did you know that a minute, and I hate this word, but a minute in Ebonics is the equivalent of five years? <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I had no idea about that. That's... That's an interesting fact. I like so it. So if you do 12 years, yeah. you're gone for two and a half minutes. Wow. <laughs> I, might, I might use that one. <laughs> so That's awesome. So it, it, Fun it, it fact. actually did take me yeah. a minute yeah. to really process that and figure it out. And when we were out on this job the last time, I had, I would go through people, like I'd get a couple guys and, and... I'd realize that they weren't a fit for my crew. Right. Um, after I had tried to put them, like, because you team people up, right? You can't have yeah. you can't have ten people working on one thing. Right. I mean, there's occasions where you're rigging a piece of twenty thousand pound pipe up up a wall. Then yeah, you need all hands on deck. Yeah. But for the eighty percent of the time outside of that you got to pair people up and separate them and have them do these little small projects. Right. Right. Um, so you run through that process of being like, Hey, I'm going to try you with this person. You yeah. seem like you might get along okay. and they might get along a little too well <laughs> and no work gets done because yeah. one likes to talk and one really likes to listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, so it, it took me a while. It would take me about, Two, three weeks, usually if I like, if it wasn't right off the bat. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like the guy shows up and within the first couple hours, like, mm -mm. Yeah. yeah. And there was only out of the 20, let's say 25, 26 people that I had come through my crew. And actually, that includes the ones that stayed through yeah. the duration. Yeah. Um, I think I only had two that we had to actually fire or Ooh. lay off um Pretty good rate but for the most part if this is this there's a side side note to that story um or that side of the story um we were always able to find a crew for them within our company right. where they would fit whether it was they weren't a good fit for me personally as the foreman mm -hmm. and i knew because i was friends with every single foreman on that job right so and I had worked with them for years, okay. right? Okay. And so I would I would be able to be like, you know what, you're going to be better with Billy, 
or you're going to be better with Jeff or you're going to be better with Phil. Yeah. Right. So I would tell my general foreman and be like, Hey, this guy is not working out. And this is the side story. He'd be like, well, let's freaking smoke him. Right. Get him off the job. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's a slug. He's yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, yeah. like, no, he, he doesn't, He's just going to go back to the hall and go out for somebody else and do the same thing. We're all trying to successfully build this project. It's not like yeah. if the other contractor now sucks because we gave him a slug that we're doing better because they're <laughs> sucking. Like, it's not how it works. They're right. going to get paid for their project just like we're going to get paid for our contract. Yes. And, like, as a union, like as a brotherhood, we're we're supposed to look out for each other yeah. across the board whether, no matter what company we're working for, right? And so it took me a minute to like drive that home with my GF, who's a really good friend of mine and yeah. like lives right over there. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. But he would be like, no, fuck it. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. Send him to the hall. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Let's just bear with me. Let's skate him off. Yeah. Give him, put him in this spot. Mm-hmm. He might do well. Yeah. And if he doesn't do well there, he might do a little bit better work for this guy down here. Because that stuff down there is not really that important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. worst case, stick him on that crew and he'll be fine. You're right? managing people. It, you're managing personalities. Yes. Even better said. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I don't know how it is with you. Yeah. But I don't care what trade you're in. Yeah. In construction. The age group between like 30 and about 55-year-old men okay. on a job site okay. are worse than 17-year-old girls. <laughs> Dude, you can say something that's a secret mm-hmm. on one end of a job site yeah. that's a mile and a half away. And before you walk your happy ass to the other end, everybody knows the that. story would have changed <laughs> twice or three or four times. <laughs> And everybody on that end of the job knows about it. That's hilarious. <laughs> I like, yeah. it is a wildfire, dude. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you gotta be a, like those personalities. They're they're just as fiery and they're just as mm. temperamental. And these guys are, you know, construction is a hard like. It's a hard field of work. Yeah. Not just physically, but mentally and emotionally for the individuals. And for their families. Right. Right. 100%, you know, it's yeah. not because, I mean, there's, there's a stigma that goes along with construction that's like most of, most of us are irresponsible alcoholics that, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I mean, no, I've never heard no. it actually. And that's, well, that's why I said interesting. It, it's a stigma that's been put on us yeah. from the time that we were in like grade school. You know, mm-hmm. you always mm-hmm. see, you always see those memes or whatever, or, or you read about these little stories about. Or you may have heard it from your parents or even like yeah. driving by a construction site or a road crew or something like oh, that. And your parents yeah, are like, yeah. don't want to end up like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, even back then, all those guys that are working construction are making more than your teachers are. They might not be as responsible. Yeah. But I also knew that there's out of the 20 something teachers in my elementary school, like one of them went to prison. Yeah. Four or five of them got fired years <laughs> later for being alcoholics and drinking on the job yeah, on yeah, school property. Yeah. Right? It's not like teachers are inherently better. No. Um, no. But 
like they, we always were told, you know, don't, you don't want to do that. That's, yeah. you want to go to school. You want to go to college. You want to get a good job. You want to be in an office. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to, you know, it was never, you want to be in the trades. I mean, even my dad, my dad's a, uh, was a, was a maintenance millwright, yeah. you know, on paper mills and, and everything back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he was even like, I do not want you doing what I do, which I respect him for. Yeah. Like he wanted better for his kids. And it's, what's funny is his oldest son is a GF carpenter mm-hmm. who works a lot at the mills. <laughs> his, his middle son is a project manager mm-hmm. for a, con, a general contractor that does a lot of work at the mills and powerhouses and whatnot. <laughs> Granted, he's not on the tools, but he's still right. running the work. He's still right. there, right? Yeah. And yeah. then there's me who's, you know, I'm pipe fitter welder. I'm basically doing the same shit that my dad did. Yeah. Just in a different trade and like it was funny when i first started he was like i don't know how you can weld round stuff <laughs> i'm like what do you what what, <laughs> what does yeah. that even mean? he's like i can never get it it's yeah. like if it was flat and i was welding around something yeah it's fine yeah but put like welding pipe ah couldn't do it Whew. i was like what and he was like this guy my dad worked six twelves okay six months out of the year that's during during like okay during like the Reagan times yeah, yeah when yeah. construction and everything was dead during the Clinton times when logging shut almost yeah. shut down in Pacific Northwest yeah my dad was never out of work oh man that's I mean that's like that's that's, that's super that, cool. that that goes to show like the the level he was with right. his welding that right. I mean I don't know if you've ever heard of it but like if you know how to if you learn how to weld and you're a good welder you will never be out of the job. That's you might get fired. Awesome. You might get fired, but you can go get another job. But you can quick. find another job real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's it's amazing that to me that even though he pushed all of us away from being in construction mm-hmm. and being in the trades, that now all of us are involved in it. Yeah. You know. Well, but I mean, that goes to say, you know, the the what we learn as children, right? Yeah. 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 And it's 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 pretty cool to to have the opportunities that we have. I mean, I mean, I don't know your story. Like how did, how you ended up as a cook? Well, sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry. No, no, sorry. no disrespect. And it's funny as a chef. As a chef. Okay. No, no that, you know, I, I've never looked at titles as a thing, you know, um, when people started calling me chef, Matt, I was like really weirded out about it to be honest with you. Um, but like me, when I got into restaurants, it was the fastest way for me to get a job and make money cash in hand, walk out the door yes. because I can make tips and I can go and I can pay my rent or I can go party. Or I can go have some beers after work right that day, first day, you yeah. know, so I cash in hand. So that's really what was like, Ooh, I like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my grandpa, he was a restaurateur, you know, okay. he had, he was a chef, chef owner. He had a couple of restaurants in the Boise, Idaho area. Mm-hmm. And I, he, he passed when I was 42. So I was, I was fairly young, you know. I think I was like six years old. And whoa, whoa, whoa. your grandpa died when he was forty-two of congenital heart disease. Yes, Jesus. it runs thick in my family. Um, so that's partially why I am the way I am, and and uh, how I'm really just over aware of, of my body and mm-hmm. the shit that goes on. Um, but at the same point, like you know, I I I felt it with him, mm-hmm. you know, and so. 
I always knew growing up, I was like, you know, I worked in sheet metal was my first job. Yeah. And that was just because my dad got me the job and he forced yeah. me to get a job. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like 12. <laughs> and I was working in the sheet metal shop, you know? But like after that, I got a job at restaurants and I was like, ooh, this is fun. You get social, you, you get cash in hand. Um, it's quick four or five hour shifts. Yeah. And it's intense. And as I started growing into it and then being an athlete next to it, I was like, this is my sport right here, being in the yeah. kitchen, right? Yeah. And just working my way through that. Um, and uh, it's, it's very interesting to the point of which I decided to stay. Because the restaurant industry, if you go back you know, hundreds of years, yeah. they're servants. And yeah. that's what they're looked at as servants. And you feel that in the fine dining aspect. Yeah. You are a servant. And Anthony Bourdain, in fact, I just heard this the other day, uh, he, he puts it really well. He's like, when I first saw the kitchen, I looked at them and they were like, these guys wearing these do-rags, you know, throwing around these crazy knives, you know, cussing at each other, uh, just wearing just scrappy clothes. They were pirates. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like that. Yep. You know, they were, they were, they were going out after work, you know, like, and I'm like, I, that, that romantic look of like working in a restaurant industry of and the family feel and the push and the intensity. Yeah. Like, that's what I love. Yeah. And that's why I've stayed in it. And that's why I'm always in it. You know, it's like it, I've always said, this is my sport and my career. I'm an yeah. athlete at heart. Right. Yeah. You know, that's what made first made me happy was athletics was sports. And so how did I treat it? How, how could I transfer that into my career? And that's where it came from. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting. I love it. Um, it's hard. As you know, <laughs> as you know, you yeah. know, your, your position is just as hard. I don't think there's an easy one out there. And I think that if you love it, it the hard doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter. No, about. and that's I mean, I the the hard part is the hours. Yeah. Right? The hard yeah. part is being away from family. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. Like like nine times out of ten, my day is not hard. Like it might be strenuous at times. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, wasn't hard. Right. I might have to math a little hard, yeah. which is aggravating, but, <laughs> but I, I hear you, you, you know what I Trust mean? Me, yeah. But I, I'll get home and, and, you know, Delaney or Sarah will ask me how my day was and I'll be just, you know, railed, exhausted. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. It's like, looks like it was hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like, well, it wasn't hard. I mean, yeah. it probably, it, I guess outside looking in, it probably seems hard, but yeah. for the most part, it's just another day. It is. You know, you, you get acclimated to it. You yeah. get, uh, What's the word we use? Um, not acclimated. Oh, I think I know what you're talking you about. You adapt. You adapt. There you go. Your adaptation, yeah. right? You're used to yeah. it. It's just like getting used to the cold, getting used to the hot, all those things, right? Yeah. You get used to that 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 pace, that that those the incentives, the what's required of you. Yes. Um, so it's not it's not hard. It's just no. I feel I'm pretty fortunate because I get to do some really cool things. I get yeah. to, and and the, the best thing about my job is I'm able to be creative. Yeah. And I love to be able to creative and express myself in many ways. And like food is just like, I just grew to it. And yeah. like, you're right. I'll get home. I'll be exhausted. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm done. And, but then I look back at it and I'm like, I Why good, I had a good day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it wasn't that hard. I, I, mean, I had like, you, you have you usually have like one window, like an hour maybe, yeah. where it was just like you wanted to explode. But other than that, yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's really not. You know, it's like really not the job that I'm on now. It's the, I walked in, they're like, yeah, all this stuff. It's in the model. It's all drawn up. We got it all 
it's gone through AutoCAD. It's all digital. All the drawings are done. Mm -hmm. But there's this one spot where it's not. And <laughs> you get to go from here to those two holes in the ceiling yeah. that aren't confirmed yet. Yeah. And dodge all this stuff. And like, so that's the creative part for me where it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah how do we make this work yeah. how can <laughs> yeah. i get it from point a to point b the most efficient way right and make it look good and you know be the hero yeah not, exactly. as, not as in my brain it's I, in my brain it's, i think ah, dude, hero, you're, you're absolutely you know right I mean? though yeah we get an endorphin rush off of that i when i develop something new and there's a response to it yeah i'm like yeah you know yep. endorphin push and i'm oh, like yeah. okay okay i can do this you know and you know, people are going to be like, "Oh, that's really, maybe that's really prideful." I don't know. I don't care. Absolutely, it's like there's. I mean, I don't care. Wrong with being prideful is something that you've put your heart and soul into. Correct. Right. That's a good point. It's one that's thing. A good it's point. it's yeah. one thing to be prideful of of the reward. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. one thing to be prideful and and a braggart on like the accomplishment itself, yeah. like like you know, getting, getting the medal or yeah. getting, you know, getting that award or getting whatever that thing is, but be prideful of the work you put in. Yeah. Be prideful of ah, the outcome. Yeah. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like one of our friends, Donald. Yeah. Right. He went, he went to worlds. He put tons of work in. Yeah. You know, did went above and beyond his programming. Yeah. To to be the best that he could be in that situation. And he showed up and while he wasn't exactly happy with the, not the result, but the process of what happened on the platform. Yeah. Like he tried to come at me with like, yeah, I was a world chump, you know, because he missed a lift. So what? And so exactly. Yeah. So I was like, dude, you still, you're still world champion. You're masters world champion of yeah. your age and weight group. Yeah. And, you made your lifts. Yeah. You didn't bomb the fuck out. No. You made your lifts yeah. and you stood on top of that podium. Yeah. Right? Be yeah. proud of that. Be absolutely 100% be prideful of that. Yeah. Be prideful of what you've done. Yeah. But like after the fact, like don't be prideful after. Like no. don't you don't go around waving a gold medal. Like <laughs> you, you you put you hang it up on your wall and if somebody asks you like, "Yeah, I put in tons of work." Yeah. And that's Absolutely. the result. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm here five days a week grinding. Like, welcome to my world. Yes, my thing is sitting right here. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like wearing it home on the plane or, you know, walking <laughs> yeah. around being like, yeah. you know, this is my what gold, I did. gold hey medal. <laughs> like, hey, guys. Yeah. 11 no. years ago, I won something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, don't don't be sorry about that because it's, it's true. It's like we got to take – you said it so well, which is – be prideful in the moment and respect the journey. After that, move on. Yeah. Move the fuck on. Like, you know, you're going to be, um, you're only going to be judged how you are in the present, right? Yeah. You know, you can, you can sit there and remember the past. We've talked about this. The past is no longer, right? Yeah. The future, it hasn't happened yet. Let's worry about now. Yeah. Fuck it. You know, it, it's just, it's the present because it's a gift. It's, ah, <laughs> yes i did not come up with that that's not mine <laughs> no 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 i've heard that and that was that was perfectly timed i love it 
Oh man. So yeah, we're coming up on time. Yes, what do you got are. going? How's the website? Website's, website, website's great. Um, I'm demolishing Spotify tomorrow. Ooh, shit. And now that uh, Damon's back, okay. we got a couple final little tickers we're going to put on and I'm hoping to have it by the end of the week. So hold on. Are yes. your, your apparel still going to be the same? Yes. Apparel is still going to be the okay. same. Um, I am working on a fun little piece of apparel. Um, when I say dissolve my website, you're still going to be able to order stuff. It's just going to move over. Uh, I'm, I'm working on getting the apparel on the other side. So okay. Cool. I might change up a couple things, yeah. but I've been known to do that for every like two oh, yeah. months or so. Yeah. So bring some new stuff. Um, I'm starting something with Max Effort Kitchen where I'm actually going out to restaurants. I'm going to do a 15 minute little like lunch spot. Pop up, pop on the mics. And I'm just really? going to record the entire experience. There you go. And I, I think there's something to be said about the experience in a restaurant mm-hmm. and your, your server, your interaction, your food, talk about the food, move on. Yeah. And it'll be a fun little thing. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but we're going to try it. So, yeah. yeah. No, that sounds, sounds freaking awesome. Yeah. So uh, competition coming up in April. You yes. signed up. I signed up. Sold yeah. out. Yes. Saw that. It's freaking badass. That's why thing. I signed because he texted me. He was like, if you want this, you better sign up now. And yeah. I'm like... Whatever, I'm just gonna sign up. Yeah, do Dude, it. I keep watching their training videos over there, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize they had four platforms. I thought they only had two platforms. I thought in they the only back. had two. No, there's four. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna at some point this week. I was gonna go over there today, but yeah. again, I got inside myself. Yeah, inside cool. my head this morning and was not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, Should have. It probably would have changed my mood, but um, yeah, I'm gonna roll over that. there at some point this week. Um, we're going to Vulcan on Thursday. So awesome. talk, uh, message Damien. He said he's there from three thirty to six thirty. So come in. Solid. And yeah, we're gonna hit that up. Um, I'm going to talk to Joe and see about setting something up for, um, not broadcasting, but oh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That'd be fun. some sort of commentary. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. Be a nice little side project for this. See how it goes. See what we can do. Um, I still think it'd be fun to do the the whole like mic'd up thing. So yeah, it'll be. <laughs> who be, knows who knows what will happen but yeah depends we'll on who's there yeah yes this is true. This <laughs> depends is true. on who's down to stay mic'd up but there yeah. you know we'll see yeah but um yeah we're still we're still moving forward on the discord things are going to change up a little bit yeah um it's going to open up so right now we have a private chat that's just the like our little shit talking session that yeah. that sparks up every once in a while. Mm-hmm. There's the supporters group. Um, mm-hmm. It's four ninety nine a month to help support the podcast and uh, be part of the conversation. Yeah. And then there's the collective, the weightlifting collective. Got mine on order. Hell yeah, dude. Yep. These are so. Side note: these are some of the best crew necks I've ever worn. Super yeah. soft. I mean, it is. I'm not an X or a double XL person, mm-hmm. but this is a double XL. It's washed. Awesome. And I it, love it. It works great. The the sleeves, the everything's tighter, right? Yeah, For yeah. a double XL, the sleeve holes are smaller. Okay. And okay. so as far as a actual training yeah. or not training, training, training sweatshirt, yeah. it's it's bomb. It's all um I'm multiple colors. Um they're on the website, obviously. You guys pick them up. Yeah. So the other side of the the Discord is the weightlifting collective. Um, and it's, it's community. And my, uh, I was talking to my cousin about that too, because he's looking him and his, his, um, physical therapist are looking to get in 
kind of dive into Olympic weightlifting and they don't, there's nobody where they're at really um, to, to get them going without paying the $150 a month, you know, to a coach and they aren't necessarily ready for that. So I was like, well, you know, we have uh, a few world masters, world champion lifters that know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, There's the rest of us who are fairly literate in, in, the sport no, a and, couple things. Yeah. you know, as a community, um, we're here for each other yeah. and it's not like, you're not, you're not going to pay for coaching from any of us. No, like we're here to it's help each to other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he's super stoked. Um, well, I told him about the, the video, uh, video training, live video training. He was super, really stoked about that too. He thought oh. it was pretty freaking cool. Where's so, he, where's he at? Just out of Salt Lake. Oh, okay. So I, I tried, I told him that Jared Fleming's like 45 minutes South. Yeah. Do you want to go like, go to a spot? Waxman's in Salt Lake. Really? Yeah. He should, oh. I, he's part, he, he helps out at a, his girlfriend's gym. Yeah. And it starts with a P and it, they're pretty big. I, I can never pronounce it. I'll look it up. I'll get, I'll, I, yeah. cause he needs, he needs a spot like that where we can go and just be around people that are doing yes. this. Yes. On top of on top of being, you know, he's super excited to be part of what we're, what we got going on. But he needs he needs to be in that environment. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll kind of reset him. I think That's for cool. going again, being an athlete in his entire life, mm-hmm. and now being told that he needs to step back from training. Um, he he's going to need some yeah in person some good um, good community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. So, anyhow. Um, this is awesome. Yeah, this, this is great. This is, I can't kinda, wait. I'm I can't wait to see how it turns out. Yeah, yeah. But I figure the more we do, the better it'll get. But yep. uh, you know, we, we got to start somewhere, right? Yep, that's right. That's good shit. So, go to uh, Max Effort, Max Effort, yep. Max Effort Kitchen on Instagram. Check out his website. Yep. Uh, check out Kilo Chasers and PFRS on Instagram. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on. We're on, every, we're, we're on everything. 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 Amazon Music, uh, yep. all of it. I so, mean, anywhere you can find podcasts, that's where you'll find it. Yep. This. So, like, subscribe, screenshot, share with your friends. Yep. Um, please, please comment. I don't care if you're talking shit or if you're going to give us a compliment, anything. Likes, comments. Um, just give us some sort of rating. It helps push the, push the podcast out into the masses. Yep. And... Um, yeah, so go pick up some some swag yeah. and check out the camp. We have videos posted. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah. First mm-hmm. one is April 30th through May 4th. Yep. Their tickets are live on the website. Yep. Check it out. Get a hold of us if you have any questions. Um, ask anybody that was there. You can get a hold of Mark Acosta. You can get a hold of Cornell George. You can get a hold of Jerry Sanchez. Uh, Snappy Patchy. Snappy Patchy <laughs> down in Florida. <laughs> Any of us, any of those guys that went, yeah. ask them questions, hit them up. Yeah. It is 100% worth it. Yeah. So uh, Matt's cooking up some gourmet. It'll be good stuff, man. Yeah. I cannot this wait. Is the, I'm, I'm super excited for this next level that, yeah. that you're pushing it to. Yeah. So this is, while the last one, and while the summer camp is a summer camp, including the food, I mean, not, I'm not downplaying how good the no, food no, no, was. No, totally, totally. But it was definitely more summer camp. Yes. Uh S food. Yeah, yes. camp S food. Yeah. This is this is not this. The house we're in is about as baller as you can get. 
Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so the food is going to match. Can't wait to get back in that kitchen. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. I'm I gonna utilize the shit out of that. I, I can't <laughs> wait. I really, yeah. I can't wait for the content. Yeah. Up, so. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. This is the Kilo Chasers Raw Cut Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.